0: I am good enough to be a New York Times bestseller. I am good enough to have a podcast in a couple of years with a million followers. I am good enough to do all of these things because I'm leading with value and impact. And when you do that, you
1: actually change the world. Welcome to the Vince Del Monte podcast show, where each week we bring you the raw and real experiences, lessons, and timeless principles every man needs to master the five M's of manhood. By sharing conversations with the world's most successful people pursuing the five M's, you'll build muscle faster, achieve a winner's mindset, increase your money, dominate your mission, and go the distance with your marriage. My name is Vince Del Monte, entrepreneur, author, pro fitness model, and father. And I've helped tens of thousands of men transform their bodies and lives through muscle entrepreneurship and personal development. Thank you for spending some time with me today. Now let's begin.
2: Yo, what's up, guys? We're back with another epic podcast. This one is also here in Chino Hills, California, with my man John Bowles. What's going on, How's man? How's it going? I'm excited to be here. Yeah, man, you're on the Vince Del Monte podcast, and we just wrapped up two days at the Empire Mastermind, and um, this was your uh, first time joining us. And uh, how was it for you, man? It was phenomenal. A lot of
0: uh, a lot of heart, a lot of motivation, um, and just a lot of a, a
2: good group of guys and girls. Yeah man I I'd love to hear some of your takeaways because you know I got a little heated in there during the hot seats you know day 1 the format is is that uh Bedris and Craig bring in teachers uh we got to hear from um uh Jesse Elser who's just like a mogul of a man uh we had uh just like a guy who sold his company for $3 dollars, billion. three billion, hundred and fifty to three billion dollars. Uh, who else did we hear from? We heard Omar Patel. He talked all about his uh, how he built up his Instagram following, all on the back of influencers, and he's got an eight-figure supplement company. Uh, we heard from uh, Oh Robbie Blanchard, who came in and talked about how he's managing over millions of dollars a month on Facebook ads and his entire strategy for uh, scaling. Uh, that, that was really really yeah. good. Uh, what, what were some of your main takeaways? So main takeaways was definitely day number one um,
0: when Jesse, which Jesse had uh, two exits of over, over three hundred million dollars each. His wife is a, a billionaire. Um, one of the biggest takeaways I had from him was was grit, and it's a word that I've never really even cared to look into or understand. And he said that's the number one thing to learn to to learn for your future success and your consistency of making yourself uncomfortable moves your baseline of grit up every week and every month when you go after that. And that really dawned on me because I haven't practiced grit. I haven't practiced being consistently uncomfortable because no one wants to be uncomfortable, everyone wants to stay in their comfortable place.
2: Um, so that was a big takeaway. Um, with- just, just to stay on that grit for a moment, because that's such a powerful word. I don't want to gloss over, it, but he, he tied in the whole idea that, uh, you know, grit comes from pressure and most people don't understand that pressure is a privilege. Yeah, that was huge. Because if you can't handle the pressure, you're in the wrong business. You know, you need to get a job. Uh, and um, <clears throat> you know, I I would really challenge everybody to ask themselves uh, what their perspective on pressure is. Like, is that something you deal with on a regular basis? Every day. And and the funny thing is, is he, when he said the quote, "Remember tomorrow." Oh man! And.
0: I have a lot of pressure. I have six stomach ulcers right now from running multiple companies, having thirty to sixty monthly clients, just a lot of stuff on my plate that wow. the average thirty-year-old wouldn't have. Um, instead of investing in myself years ago into coaching, I just started this past year investing a lot of money into me- masterminds, mentors, coaches. Maybe I wouldn't have the you know the stomach ulcers. So my mission on hmm. my mission on Earth right now is to tell people to put their health first, to take care of themselves, become happy. Take the mask off their mm. face.
2: Deal with the pressure differently because I'm, I'm walking proof that you could mm. literally die if you don't. Dude, that was crazy. I still remember when you did that Facebook post of you in the hospital. And I knew you were a hustler, man, from the day we first met. I knew you were a grinder. I knew you uh, just put your whole heart on the table. Yeah, Appreciate You're someone it. who wears your uh, emotions on your sleeve. Yeah. And I could tell, like, I wasn't too sure how to, um, you know, when I first met, I wasn't sure if you're the real deal or not. Like you talked fast, you had, yeah, yeah, you you know, everybody's numbers. And I was like, is this guy just a fanboy? But then as we've continued to get to know each other and work together, uh, I I just love uh, vetting the guys that I bring on the podcast because I keep fanboys off this podcast. And John Bowles is the real deal, folks. Uh, Just so um, you guys know, he's the man behind M5 Apparel who brought that whole brand to life for me. And we're going to talk about that in a moment. But I think it's such a valuable lesson you learned. It's almost like a birthday gift. You celebrated your 30th yesterday. Yeah. And um, the fact that you've already discovered that you can't run 100 miles per hour, uh, it's not sustainable. Well, well, not only
0: that, I'm, I'm glad you brought up a good point because um, I've been an entrepreneur for nine years and we'll get into my story a little bit later. But back when we first met, I had a mask on mm. and, it, and it wasn't that I was a fanboy of certain people. I wasn't a fanboy of myself. Oh, wow. And even with whatever money you're making, whether it's a dollar a month or it's a quarter million a month or a million a month, if you don't truly know who you are, because back then I was the CEO of Modus. I had a marketing agency. I was a million people to a million people. And you start to lose track of who you really are. And Mm. you have to one up every conversation. You have to make make social media posts you think people want to see. And after month after month, I started to truly lose who I was and... At the end of the day, you know, I had a wake-up call about six months ago where mm-hmm. I said, I'm, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired of living all these different lives. I'm just going to be mean. If you don't love it, mm-hmm. you don't love it, but this is me. So, so which versions did you kill? Which versions did I kill? Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say I necessarily killed anything. I just evolved and I, I was like a snake and I shed my skin. Okay. So the, the old me was very materialistic. The old me was very worried about what people thought. The old mm-hmm. me um, – You know, tried to overcompensate for insecurities that I had, which I'm sure a lot of you on this podcast can relate to because Uh every person and almost every person we know, including ourselves, have worn a mask at at some point in our lives. And I think when you find out what your true purpose is and who you truly are, and that that came from me sharing my story about a couple months ago for the first time in 10 years. And Mm -hmm. if you're hiding from something or you have skeletons in your closet or you're living some sort of a lie... If you're depressed but you act like you're happy, that's putting an even bigger mask on and then it's a ripple effect.
2: And you can't fix what you fake. Yeah. So are you comfortable sharing your story here today?
0: Yeah. I, I, this is the first public time I'm sharing my story outside of a mastermind or group coaching
2: event. So I'm, I'm why excited. Do you, why do you want to tell the story now? You know, I don't know if you were ready to tell it last year, were you?
0: No. No, I wasn't. Um, I knew that I had a greater purpose on earth. And I knew that the, you know, when I started Modus Clothing, it was blowing up quick, but it wasn't my, it wasn't my purpose, it wasn't my, my true meaning. And the first time I got up a couple months ago and shared my story, I was literally shaking. I wanted to cry. I was so nervous what people would think, what they would judge of me, and it felt so uncomfortable. I knew it was right. Wow. So when you feel that type of power of something you've been holding back for ten years, and which carries through since I was five years old, and my parents got divorced, like. Mm that's 25 years of carrying resentment and anger mm. and fear and insecurities and ego and masks. Mm. And as time goes on, it evolves. So I think I'm, I'm at where I'm at in business and in life right now, because I kind of let go and I became me for the yeah. first time.
2: So who, who who's John Bowles now? So John Bowles is, is
0: a phenomenal friend. He's an inspirational leader. He's mm. a top level, high performance business coach. He, mm. you know, is a serial entrepreneur, he is, um, caring he is giving he provides value to every single person that comes his way with the time that i'm you yeah. know, allowed i can't reach out to
2: everybody but he just wants to see the world a better place now yeah john uh i can vouch for that you know i spent two days we spent two to get two days together you're actually one of the first guys i've room with who doesn't snore so we can room again <laughs> <laughs> you sleep like a princess man <laughs> appreciate it <laughs> so, uh we'll be we'll be roommates next year all right so um yeah in the meeting you were just like giving and giving and giving giving so much value from the experiences you've had, and even to me, I know you've gone over and above doing things that you were uh, responsible for and helping me with our project and our team. So uh, you put that out in the world and you attract great people. Um, so let's just go back in time. I want to hear what you had to go through to get to where you are today. Yeah.
0: So so you know, backtracking, five years old. I'm mm-hmm. um, Christmas Christmas morning. My mm-hmm. parents, um, you know. You know, got me a lot of presents one year and I just, you know, got to know. I was very blessed and fortunate where my you know, dad had a good paying job after working his ass off. Um, I get done opening up all my presents. I have a Nerf gun in my left hand. Back when Nerf guns were in, Barney was playing on the TV. It was an old school Hitachi TV. I literally know exactly like what model, what it looks like, age of five. And I have a black Power Ranger in my right hand. And as I'm walking up into the kitchen, hmm. I can remember exactly the decor. Just like it's the room we're sitting in right now. And I look over at the door and my dad traveled a lot for work. He was gone every other weekend, you know, every, you know, every couple months. And I looked at the door and, and there were bags packed at the door. It was, you know, all of his bags, some bags I didn't even, didn't even know existed. And I look at them, I look at the door, I look at them. And I've never seen such a pile of tears on a table before. So many that you think the wood is going to cave in. And, and I said, dad, are you going on another trip? And my mom starts bawling. My dad starts bawling. That was the day I found out my parents were getting a divorce.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So going through that, my dad never cheated on my mom. He was never abusive. My dad is my best friend to this day and my hero in, in, in my story. And I love him to death. He just simply fell out of love with my mom. And I can relate to that. I have fallen out of love with people. I've fallen out of love with companies. It's, it's just life. That's it's what happens, right? You're not a bad person or a good person for, for doing that. But um. I'd go to my mom's and I'd cry missing my dad. I'd go to my dad's and I'd cry missing my mom. And back when they got divorced in like mm-hmm. 90 or 92, mm-hmm. everyone made fun of me. I went to private schools. No one got divorces. So no really? one picked me at recess because my family was broken. They wouldn't let me play in the jungle gym because my dad, I don't have a dad anymore. So I went through years until I, I got bigger athletically that I went through years of bullying and people making fun of me and I'd come home crying and Fast forward that up until I'm 16 years old, and I get my—I I was working two jobs in high school at the age of 15 to you know pay for this or that. My parents cut me off; they didn't want to um, support this or that. And I meet—I start hanging out with public school kids, you know, kids that were you know they'd show up in new shoes every day, they'd show up in a new car. I'm like, where are you getting this? I can barely afford a pack of gum right now, and I'm working at Subway for five dollars and twenty-five cents. And they're like, oh, we're we're doing this and that. I'm like, what's that? They're like, it's weed. I'm like, what's that? I'm, you know, I'm wet behind the sure. ears, have no idea. You know, what's fast, that smell? Yeah, fast forward that uh, to a year, um, a year, year and a half, I was on number two on the DEA's most wanted list in the southeastern part of Wisconsin for trafficking so much drugs. I so was say that again. You were number two on the DEA's most wanted list for selling and trafficking drugs. When you were 16? 16, I was doing about 16, to, I would say more so 17, I was doing about 10 to 50 grand a week in sales. I was doing about seven figures in high school, selling
2: seven figures worth of drugs in
1: yes. high school.
0: So I, I didn't know what drugs did to people. I didn't know about addiction. It was just business to me. It was, right. it was powerful. You know, people looked at me differently, treated me differently. Everyone hears the story, and half people are like, "Oh, that's so cool." No, I didn't know what I was doing to families. I didn't know what the outcome would be. Um, fast forward that, you know, I, I used to have duffel bags of cash. I used to have different cars. I kept clothes at different houses, jewelry. I had I had the life of, you know, little Capone as 16, 17 years old, and a bunch of my connections got busted. And I'm almost dropping out of high school. I went from all-star basketball player, golden child to selling drugs, not hanging out with my friends anymore. And um my connects got busted. And all of a sudden the money stopped coming in. So I started throwing these lavish parties, funded it with drugs, whatever, to get people to love me. Which transitions back to not feeling loved when my parents got a divorce.
2: Mm.
0: Carry that into I'm using my own product, you know, taking Percocet, Vicodin, Oxycontin at parties. Mm. My connections get busted. I can't get any drugs. All of a sudden, I'm sick to my stomach. I'm like, what is this feeling? I learned what drug addiction was. Mm. So I was actually addicted to. And it's it's crazy looking at the face, the look on your face right now, because not many people would think that that would come out of my mouth but I was addicted to opiates for about probably I'm bad with dates but anywhere between 2 to 4 years mm. and my parents called me for a year straight every single day crying at work just making sure I'm alive
2: so were and you on the street? Where were you living? What was no,
0: so when I got when I got busted by my parents, my step I was living with my stepmom and my dad, and my stepmom kicked me out of the house um and basically said, yeah, and, and she had every right to. You know, my little stepbrother was seven years old, and she said, You're not living here. I didn't want to go back to my mom. So there was two weeks in high school I was actually homeless. I just slept out of my car. No one at school knew that. I didn't even tell my dad that. He just thought I had another place to stay. I just told my dad for the first time last month.
2: Okay, so so, so what was the problem with all this? What do you mean? <laughs> well, where, where did this go?
0: So Yeah, so I started spending all my money on parties, on my own drug addiction. That money of all the money I had ran out and I became a drug addict. So that's lying to your family, trying to get money, that's becoming a deadbeat. Um, almost homeless after I moved with my mom again, Mm -hmm. fast forward, you know, we don't have much time on the podcast. I suffered greatly for those years. Mm -hmm. It was the worst experience I would never wish on somebody going through withdrawal, screwing over your family, screwing over your friends, not being a good person. Um, my parents cornered me one day and said, if you don't get in the car right now and go to rehab, you're dead to us. You will literally, you will not have a place to stay. Don't call us. We have no more son. And I just told you my dad was my best friend. Yeah. So picture knowing you have a problem but you don't know how to get past it because it's so strong and it's overcome you. It's like a blanket, yeah. giving you love that you never had as a child, even though my parents were great parents. Mm. I went to rehab um for 30 days, no connection with the outside world, did a complete 180. I got home. The day I got home, I get on my hands and my knees, and I start bawling my eyes out to my dad. My dad's like, Are you okay? Like you're clean, like what's going on? I was like, get me out of here. Please borrow me two months' worth of rent money. I'm moving in with a buddy. Get me the hell out of this city. I don't want. I don't want anything to do with it. I have such bad memories of just that lifestyle. Uh-huh. I moved to Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Um, started as a barback. The lowest job was cleaning up puke and toilets in front of the hottest girls in the city. So, like, wow. talk about having a you know lower level job. Which there's nothing wrong with that. Um, so I was a barback, and you know, cleaning up puke and toilets in, in front of the hottest girls in the city was a very ego check. Um, I ended up paying my dad back within sixty days. Um, I worked my way up through the nightlife industry in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, while going to school, getting straight A's and B's for the first time in my life ever, because I was clean. Um, and I s- scaled up very quickly. I was, I was a manager. I was a promoter. Um, I was on that transitioned into, long story short, uh, the club and bar owners saw that I knew everybody, right? I'm a social butterfly. So everyone started coming to see me as a bar back. And they're like, how do you know the whole bar that's inside of here? I'm like, well, they're all friends. Hmm. They're like, could you do this on any given night? And I'm like, maybe. They're like, here, put this, this dress-up shirt on. We'll give you a $100 bar tab, and we'll give you 100 bucks tonight. You don't have to bar back tonight. I'm like, is this a trick? Like, am I, get, am I getting punked right now? Yeah. They're like, no, we'll literally pay you to bring people here. So I became a promoter for a year. Uh-huh. I started getting on the news. I was cool. on the radio. I was in magazines, papers. Like The, the small city, even though it was 2, two million people, fame – grew too quickly. I was getting stopped at grocery. I I was throwing the hottest nightclub parties in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, bringing in celebrities, athletes. I knew all the Bucks players, Bulls players. The Kardashians came to a couple of the parties. Like I was the go-to guy to get into all of the hottest restaurants, hottest nightclubs. That blew up very quickly. I was 21, 22 years old, who was maybe a year clean, Mm. not drinking, not anything and i was like what can i do to get away from this fame this like it's too much like i had a relationship she couldn't even go to the grocery store without getting stopped because people couldn't get into my parties mm. so they'd see me what is it what do i need to do do i need to wash your car like like it was like that and i was like what if i create a logo in a company like do it babe do you think i can hide behind it she's like yeah maybe had no idea about being an entrepreneur besides building the seven figure mm. <laughs> drug company Um, So I created a logo and Promo MKU was my first company. I scaled it to almost a quarter million dollars my first year in business. But the kicker is me dropping out of college and scaling a multi-six-figure company is where my story has always started. So can you see how the mask was so strong, being so scared of telling my first portion of this podcast to the real world? They're going to judge me. They're going to think I'm a drug addict. I'm a fraud. I'm Mm. a this. I'm a that. So I hid that story. Mm. And I only started telling people my story from my first company. College mm. dropout, made a quarter million dollars, started this mm. company, started that company. And that's all people ever knew. I, I pointed to mm. the successful guy with the flashy car, the, the girls, the this, the that, so they wouldn't look at the failure on the left side. Mm. And I, I, I wore the biggest mask. Like I had something to hide mm. because my parents made me feel ashamed for being a drug addict. Mm. My mom wanted me to kick it under the rug like it never happened. Mm. Don't tell anyone. Don't do this. Don't do that. So I was ashamed. So you had scars, but you didn't. Yeah, I didn't know how to handle it. And I was still, you know, going, even though I was an an adult, I never addressed the divorce. So Mm. I had multiple things that I never fully addressed. And that led me into, you know, I I got very tired running nightclubs, promoting Mm. parties, having to be up till three o'clock in the morning, doing school. Um, the second company I started was a tech technologies firm out of Milwaukee. Me, my college professor, and a PhD student started a company that was a mobile point of s- sale system, which is basically Apple Pay now. Mm-hmm. We actually were in the process of patenting. We created our own software six years ago, five, six years ago, before its time. Mm-hmm. This was iPhone 3. So we had that technology way before it ever caught on. It would have been... Hundred million dollar company today. Holy cow. Our business partner, you know, without going into legality, um, didn't handle certain situations the greatest, and a lot of us got screwed over. Huh. I started a consulting firm um because what I noticed is a lot of these people hired me for promotions and marketing, but they really had no idea how to run their business. Some mm. nights had lower sales than others. I found out that one bar was congested. I found mm. out that this was going on, that this operations had a flaw, and I'm like, what am I even doing right now? Mm. So I went on Google. Mm. I'm like, what is it, what is this job called? And they're like, it's called a consultant. So I went and I bought a bunch of suits, you know, cause I had the mask on my face. Like I had to dress better than I was college dropout because mm. my past business partner made me feel like I was a failure because he has a, he's a PhD mm. and I didn't have a college degree. So I wasn't allowed to sit into certain meetings with right. colleges. And even though I closed the college as a client, which is huge. Um, so I started a consulting firm. So I'm consulting for restaurants, salons, spas. Um, nightclubs. I had all the nightclubs on on retainer. I was actually building, rebuilding their operations, firing all their employees, rehiring. I, I'd probably hired and fired over six hundred people in my life so far. So I did HR for a while. I was a COO for a while. Um, I got very drained doing that. Everyone in Wisconsin, you know, great people. The weather's horrible. It's snowing. It's icy. People are complacent. They're lazy. Business goes down. Obesity is very big out there. It's not very motivating for the West West Coast type of guy I knew I I always mm. was inside. So I started my clothing company, which is how you and I met, Modus Apparel. Mm. It was my passion project. So I got screwed. So I, oh, in in the meantime, I, I also owned an equity share of a three million dollar nightclub and restaurant that I ran um, and took out of the hole. Got screwed over on that deal. Then I started Modus with the last money in my savings account.
2: Wait, what does Modus mean? So Modus (laughs) is the entire time. So
0: Modus is the process of doing something. So when you wear Modus apparel clothing, um, Mm and we're actually in the process of selling the company right now. um, But when you Modus is the process of doing something. So when you wear our goal, or when you wear our clothing, Mm -hmm. it is the process of becoming a better, better version of yourself each and every day. You can have a goal to have a podcast, drive a Ferrari, whatever your goal is, what's the process of doing it? So you want to lose weight, become an entrepreneur, become a badass. When you wear Modus, you know that every day wearing Modus, you're becoming a better
2: version of yourself. I love that. I love how you do the market research on the meaning of the word before you bring it to life and you make the And that's what we did
0: with M5. That's what yeah. we did with, with a lot of the brands that we build today. It's why yeah. we've won so many
2: awards right now for our agency is is we're very good at branding and positioning. I, I just want people to really kind of like hear like, what does that exactly mean? So when I worked with John, the first step was to name the brand. And he did some extensive market research. There's actually a YouTube video on my channel where I, I think if you search help me name my clothing company you'll find me in the gym doing a video reading off my phone and i'm reading the 12 different names you guys brought to At the our table team, yeah. but you didn't just bring the name you brought the meaning of the name and i thought that was so super cool yeah and then i had my audience vote on the winner and uh you know it's, it's, it's interesting and you know some people gloss over that step, but I think it's a pretty cool step if you're planning on building a brand. Is that one of the things that you help guys do right now? Or yes, yeah, so, yeah, so right
0: now, about a year ago, I started a digital marketing agency out of Scottsdale. Mm-hmm. Um, it well, explain to people what a digital marketing so, agency is. For sure. So what we specialize in. There's a lot of different digital marketing agencies, What we specialize in is brands or businesses or entrepreneurs come to us to grow their brand or business in some format. What our specialty is, is we we develop custom-built websites which mm. convert more leads. Gotcha. doesn't matter what business you're in. Our specialty is the fitness space and luxury space. Mm. We also do branding and positioning, um, and our business coaching is blowing up right now. But right. We, we have a lot of other services
2: that we do, but those are what we've won our awards in and what we're specialized in. Okay, so I just want to make sure you guys got that. So you've got one business that helps people build their brand, build their website to capture leads, but now you have a new business which is just – pure business coaching? So it's still underneath the marketing
0: agency for okay. now. It, okay, gotcha. it will be separating later this year uh-huh. um, because that's also on track to being a seven-figure business of itself this right. year away from the agency. And
2: that's kind of why you were here this last two days to get clarity on...
0: Yeah, because we our company scaled... in eight months of business in 2017. And we tripled it in the
2: first two. Is this the agency we're talking about? Yeah. So this is your agency. So your agency business, you got a lot of people coming to you for the websites to get their business off the ground and also to get the business coaching.
0: Yeah. So they come to us for lead generation, Facebook ads. Um, We have a lot of people in the fitness space, fitness celebrities that we work with. We have a lot of supplement brands, personal Uh trainers, online Uh trainers, people come to us to grow their brand. When we do an audit or discovery on them, we notice that their business isn't even ready to take on lead gen. They actually have a lot more holes in their ship than they mm. realize. Gotcha. And then they hire us to fix those holes. Mm. Once, the, once the ship floats again, that's when we bring the lead gen on. Because if I brought you, you know, uh, if I brought you a thousand customers tomorrow through lead gen and your business isn't sustainable, could you even handle that? I would sink gotcha. your
2: business overnight. Right. Okay, so I got you. so you're laying down the foundation for new business owners, kind of addressing the steps most people gloss over so that they can scale yeah, yeah, your big thing is if you can't scale, you don't want to even get into it yeah and and the biggest part is a
0: lot of our our coaching business has scaled so rapidly um some clients are making an extra thirty grand a month monthly retained revenue in ten weeks of coaching uh-huh.
2: That's, that's so. Most of the guys are coaching to do that are like online coaches. Yeah. So a lot of um, the people that are one-on-one. hitting
0: hitting those records are doing group coaching with us or one on one coaching. They're personal trainers. They're online trainers. We have a matchmaking client who's in there. Um, there's not many businesses, and if there is, I will be fully transparent with them because the money it doesn't mean anything to me. Um, there's not many businesses I've come across that do under ten million in revenue that I can't help grow under ten under ten million. Yeah. There's a lot of businesses that have algorithms and this and that that I don't want to get involved with, Uh but my my core competency comes with business coaches or online trainers, personal trainers, supplement companies, Um, anyone that's in the fitness space, we are very
2: good at growing them. Gotcha. So that's crazy what you revealed to me this last two days while we're hanging out, but like Modus Apparel is something that you're in the process of retiring?
0: Yeah, so Modus, Modus was dear to my heart. And it's funny because Randall Pitch, who is one of my biggest inspirations to start Modus, um, was, you know, we, we were with him all yesterday. And, and Randall's a dear friend of mine. Love, love him to death. Yeah, he's a cool guy. Yeah. yeah. Randall, man,
2: <laughs> you're the man. He told me yesterday that he follows my muscle building workouts. I was Which like, is crazy. <laughs> years ago. Yeah, years ago. Everyone followed my stuff years ago. Right. Uh-huh. so Muscle building space. Yeah. And, and the funny uh-huh.
0: thing is, is, right when I walked up, Randall said to me, he's like, dude, what the fuck? You are killing it. You are murdering your marketing agency. You probably don't even have time for Modus anymore. And here I was thinking, like, damn, it's kind of embarrassing. Like, I didn't have time for my clothing company. We scaled it to a little past a quarter million dollars in revenue. But the cost of goods sold, fixed costs, everything, it's not scalable in today's day and age. I would have to be doing $800,000 a month in sales to even catch up to what I'm doing with the agency. $800,000 a month in sales. That is
2: very hard in the clothing industry. Oh, because uh – So, you're to get your take home to be the same that you're doing, yeah, exactly. Can we just tell everybody listening right now to not start a clothing company? (laughs) Can we just tell everybody that I did warn you though? (laughs) Yeah, can we just tell everybody listening right now, like, why they'd be completely insane and dumb? And this is not reverse psychology, this is like we're playing the God's Honest Truth on you. Why I, don't people want to go into clothing? I, yeah, I had a very
0: fast growing clothing company. It it, it was not a, li, a LiveFit scaled way quicker. It's not a Gymshark or Christian Guzman's, you know, it's it definitely was growing a lot s- slower than them, but it was definitely the biggest of its kind. Mm. And when you're killing yourself for product launch after product launch after product launch, we did all cut and sew. So we're doing manufacturing. We we're, we're. it was a very big operation for how small our team was. And we're doing 30, 40, you know, 50 grand a month in sales,
2: netting 15 to
0: 30%. That's insane. I'm killing myself. 40 to
2: 50 grand a month in sales and only netting 15%? Fifteen to Yeah, 15 that's to like maybe 30%. As, that's just the same as a gym owner. Most gym owners take home like 10, 13 But not only that, gym owners,
0: some of them aren't working 18 hours a day. I had to wait mm-hmm. up till 2 o'clock in the morning dealing with China, even on your orders. Oh, I yeah. was up at 2 in the morning dealing with China when I'm making 100 grand a month over here doing this other thing. So it's a waste of time. Yeah to be doing things for pennies on the dollar. So just send all the people
2: to Christian Guzman or Or Randall Randall Liffin or to Jim Shard and just get out of the clothing game (laughs) right now because you're not going to make any money from it and it's a losing game. Sell air like the rest of us. Become an expert. Become a coach. Become someone of – authority and keep it simple guys. <laughs> and, and and the biggest thing is it wasn't about the money for me. What
0: I do now with my clients, like I have my clients crying in our offices because we're changing their lives. Yeah. I have, I have a client right now that her husband quit his job, his lifelong dream. He was finally about to get his lifelong dream. He quit his job to support her and help her because mm. we grew her business too quickly. Mm. So I'm at, we're, we're changing people's lives. Yeah, that's something. More fulfilling, that's yeah. something
2: Modus could never do. Man, I don't care if it was yeah. being a million dollars a month. Like
0: I go home fulfilled every
2: day. Yeah, and it's cool. We're not knocking. Somebody wants to start a clothing Absol- company. No, I, I mean follow your dream. Yeah, follow your dream. But I think just it's, I think it's important to mentally prepare if someone's going in a battle. It would be irresponsible of us to send somebody into uh, a gunfight with a with a knife or Absolutely. with their bare hands. You yeah. know that would be our fault if they got beat up. And I have up.
0: two clients in my group coach right now that want to do clothing, and and I'm slowly bringing it to heart to you know because I don't have the heart to to tell them yeah. to stop chasing their dreams, but they're going to slowly over time. I hope see with things that I lay out in front of them and how I coach them yeah. that. You'd have to be doing a couple hundred grand a month to live your ideal life and that's what I do with my clients. I actually create their ideal life, their mm. vision, their roadmap and their, well, I want to travel with my wife or my girlfriend or this or that. I'm like, great. That's what this costs. And I put yeah. a number in their face where their current business model will not allow that lifestyle. Mm. So two plus two equals four. I'm never going to have to tell you
2: otherwise. huh so, John, we only have a few more minutes left. We're here in Bejus's private library here. Yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, you know, I want to hear. You know, what what are you struggling with these days? Um, what do you? What's not going well for you? So the thing that's struggling
0: with me right now is is personal time. Um, I have an agency that's foaming at the mouth that needs it needs more attention. It's growing. Exponentially, my coaching business is maxed out again, yeah. and I'm losing sleep at night because I have so many leads that are begging to work with me. And, the, and it's, I'm not even kidding; I have DM after mm-hmm. DM after DM of people that are miserable.
2: Hmm.
0: Their marriages are failing. Their businesses are businesses are failing. They need help, and I simply cannot take anything else on right now. Mm-hmm. So. One of the things I'm going through right now- Are they like, in a position to start a business in that state? They're, well, they're already entrepreneurs. Yeah. Um, their business is doing good. It's not doing great, but mm. it's getting in the way of their marriage because they're working 18 hours a day. Oh, they're, so they're
2: telling you their personal reasons for why they want to take action now. Exactly.
0: Like, okay. So it's killing me that I don't have the platform to be able to scale to help hundreds of people on any given month. Like I have 30 coaching clients right now, all paying a high-ticket monthly retainer. And then we have our agency clients that are mm. doing you know all of our other services. Mm. So- one of the issues I'm going through right now is if I can figure out how to reposition or restructure a lot of the things I have going on, I'll be able to impact that many more people.
1: Yeah. And
0: one of the things I'm going through personally, I'm, going, I'm getting coached by a lot of different mentors right now. Yeah, this is interesting. Yeah, Is fear. Mm. Is fear of not being good enough. Mm. is fear of not being the Lewis house in his podcast, the fear of which I you know my coach is now the the coach that helped Lewis house get to where he is which yeah. I'm very blessed to have him in my life Chris Lee shout out to you um but
2: fear of thinking i'm not good enough oh man let's finish up i know we only have a few minutes left but what did the group we we based we talked about this on John's hot seat and it's a, it's um a lot of people describe this as imposter syndrome and and it is that belief that you're not good enough so you know what do we discuss you know to get you over that basically I need to start thinking I'm good enough. I need to stop worrying
0: about what other people think. I but need
2: specifically, to st- how good? We kind of gave you that really clear picture of just being, you know, two
0: yeah. chapters ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be, be two chapters ahead of people, but I also need to stop comparing myself to the Lewis House or the Ed Milet mm-hmm. or the right. Randalls of the world or this or that because right. I'm John Bowles mm-hmm. and I have a fantastic story. Yeah. I'm inspiring the world regardless of what that world and following looks like. I am good enough to be a New York Times bestseller. I am good enough to have a podcast in a couple of years with a million followers. I am good enough to do all of these things because I'm leading with value and impact. And when you do that, you actually change the world.
2: Yeah. And I think uh, I always tell people that no one needs – uh, the world's second best version of Lewis House. Yes. The world does not need the second best version of Ed Marlette or, um, you know, Gary V or Grant Cardone. The world needs the first best version of John Bowles. 100%. That's what my coach told me last week. That's fantastic. So, uh, you so Steve Weatherford come- said today too. Yeah. I, I know Steve's been great with me too, just saying he gets right close to you. I right? love Steve. Steve is literally my favorite person from this weekend yeah. away from you, Vinny. He's intense, right? He comes right up to you, gets in your face and goes, I'm just going to tell you this straight. And he's huge. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you this straight. Yeah. He leans in and gets up on his toes and then, you know, his like biceps are like somehow touching yours from a distance. So funny. <laughs> he's like, I'm just going to tell you this straight, but you need to get. Double down on Vince De Monte, and I don't care what anybody says, and he just yep. tells you like, he, and that's what you Such need. You guy. need guys in your life, those outside eyes that have bigger belief in you than you have in yourself, which is normal, and they're just going to tell you what you need to concentrate on, and, the, and, the, and, um, and that's why it's so
0: important for guys to work with you with business coaching. Like you bring. Like that's why I, you know you and I talk all the time about business, but you mm-hmm. bring such a different attribute to me with your wife, your mm-hmm. kids being older than me, being sure. in the fitness industry, making seven figures for eight years. I look up to you for a lot of the life questions yeah. that I'm going through. So, yeah. guys, would would. It'd be a privilege for them to look at the guy who's been doing it for eight years right, right. who can build seven, eight-figure companies while yeah. while maintaining a yeah. three-person family. And
2: I know that's something you want for yourself, right? Yeah. Yeah, you want a family? Yeah. Yeah, and I hear you got someone special in your life. I do
0: have the best girlfriend in the world who I am going to marry um, in the next
2: couple of years for sure. Oh, beautiful. Oh, fantastic. I'm so happy for you. And that's a beautiful chapter of your life. I think it's great to just kind of lay that foundation to get ahead make some headway uh, but yeah you're in a cool opportunity right now you've got opportunities to work with different coaches mentors my advice for you would be the same thing grant cardone would uh, say to you if you were to jump out of a plane how many parachutes would you jump out with one yeah what happens if you jump out with three they're all going to I don't even know they're all going <laughs> to open yeah, up yeah you're going to die yeah exactly so a little advice for everybody uh, you got to pick one mentor guys you know you guys got way too many mentors you got too many coaches you got you know Dave Ramsey telling you not to go in debt then you got Grant Cardone telling you to live tight and go in debt you know you got to pick one coach one mentor Trust the process. And uh, I'll tell you what happens when you do that. You know, John, when you do that, when you make the decision who you want to work with, you'll become a better coach yourself because the guys that uh, have been entrusted to follow you as their leader, they'll see how you're trusting the process as well, which they need to see. But if they see their coach jumping out of a plane with three parachutes, they're going to think that's acceptable for themselves. So, you know, the biggest theme here at Empire was that your growth is capped by your ability to lead not just the people around you but yourself yeah the hardest person to lead in your life is yourself and i think that's been a big theme in your
0: life 100 and and i need to get past the fears and and know that i am good enough to to lead with my own story and, and it's it's funny when even like randall pitch pulls aside and he's like dude why don't you have a verified check mark yet why don't why aren't you in forbes entrepreneur like dude you're killing it and when and even though he's he's one of my you know homies now he was still, I still look up to him. I, I've looked up to him for years. And when someone that's at that level says that to you and actually, cause he doesn't bullshit, he's not a yeah. liar. So, so many coaches that are doing seven figures a month, eight figure businesses are, are pulling me aside saying, dude, you have what it takes to change the world. You will be a New York times bestseller. You will be one of the top business coaches in the country. I see it in you and I'm not blowing smoke up your, your ass. ass.
2: Yeah. And I just need to start believing that myself. Yeah, and uh, the biggest thing for everybody listening is not thinking your way to the top, by but acting your way to the top. Because when you start to act your way, like the person you want to be, then your brain catches up. Take yeah. Any any advice I have for you guys do do some soul searching. It doesn't matter how
0: much money you make. I've I've made millions of dollars in my lifetime, and I've lost millions of dollars in my lifetime. You need Mm -hmm. to find out in your soul who you are as a person, Mm. what your vision is, and take off that damn mask. Stop Mm. stepping on the scale first thing in the morning. Stop looking at Instagram, Mm. at the cars you don't have, the money you don't have. Stop comparing yourself. Take off the mask that I wore for almost 20-something years and double down on being genuine and authentic. I want to change the world, and I'm going to do that, but I'm doing it by being me, being authentic, providing
2: value, and, and living the life I've always dreamed of. Awesome, man. Let me give you a hug. Love you, brother. That was awesome, brother. That was awesome, man. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. We will see you guys next time. And, John, where can everybody follow you, man? So the biggest thing I'm on is Instagram. So it's
0: J-O-N-B-O-L-E-S. Um, that's Yeah, that's the main channel I've doubled down on.
2: Okay, guys. So go follow John. Give him a DM. And thank you so much. We'll see you guys all next time.
1: Love this episode of the Vince Del Monte podcast? Then head on over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's very much appreciated. And most importantly, it will help us spread the M5 mission to other men like us, dedicated to maximizing and mastering the five M's of manhood. Thank you for listening, and we'll speak soon. Guess what? We just sold out. 1,000 copies of my best-selling book, Living Large, have been claimed, and I'm so, so grateful if you picked up a copy. I just want to say thank you for trusting me and investing into my work. I truly believe that when you start building muscle the no-nonsense way, you will not just build muscle in the short term, but you will go the distance, and you will keep building muscle into your 30s, into your 40s, and into your 50s. I am committed to helping you build a body that gets noticed, and one, that doesn't take more from you than it gives back. Now I have got good news if you missed out on claiming your copy. We have just ordered another 1,000 copies from our publisher and they are ready to ship. All you need to do is go to getlivinglarge.com, pay a small shipping fee and it will be shipped directly to your front door so that you can prime your body for insane muscle gain. You're going to get a done for you 30 week muscle building program and done for you meal plans based on your body type and based on whether you want to pack on muscle aggressively or if you need to lose a little bit of body fat. I got you covered. Just go to getlivinglarge.com and the book is yours.